0: ever have that feeling that you traveled an awful long way for no real reason well hello from denver everybody good morning to you good tuesday morning i'm dan kovacevich of dk pittsburgh sports this is daily shot of pirates comes your way every weekday morning bright and early if you're into football and or hockey i also offer up daily shots of steelers and penguins but I'm here in Denver covering the Pirates, and that most unfortunately included their 2 to nothing loss here yesterday at Coors Field that was so much less than however I'd care to describe it. And it was that in large part because they didn't play well. They didn't hit at all. At all but but i feel like it's still okay to criticize an umpire when he's terrible at his job but especially when he is slanted in favor of the home team yeah i'm 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 going to go there rob drake was the home plate umpire and To say that his strike zone was all over the place would be letting him off the hook because it sure looked like his strike zone was one thing when Colorado was at the plate and quite another when Pittsburgh was at the plate. I've made it clear for years now, whether it's podcasts, radio, TV, writing, anything that I do not just do not believe that umpires favor one team over another. However, there is ample evidence, and I'm talking about statistical evidence to support the notion that umpires and referees in all sports have a human, a human reaction to a home crowd. And even the ones who fight it end up somehow having this predisposition toward favoring the home team. Now, picturing Leslie Nielsen, remember (laughs) the naked gun when he was the umpire and did the whole spinning and the pirouette and tried to get the crowd to cheer for him. And I got to tell you that Mr. Drake here yesterday was... Pretty abysmal in that regard. There are now graphics for this sort of thing because GASP computers can track strikes even better than humans. The Rockies pitchers were granted 11 called strikes outside the zone. In some cases hilariously outside the zone. The Pirates pitchers were granted two. Two called strikes outside the zone. Neither of them really that far off the rectangle. Like kind of right there. Eleven to two. If that doesn't sound like a big difference to you, you're going to have to Trust me that it is a gargantuan gap based on the norm. This umpire has had a problem calling strikes consistently all year. We looked into his grading, and on average he gets... You're going to think I'm making this up. He gets 9 out of 10 right. I mean, that is really low. The jobs, I, I'm not, okay, it's easy for me to say the job's not that hard. I don't have to do it. I didn't train to be an umpire. I'm sure there are all kinds of challenges to it that I wouldn't understand or whatever. But it, 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 it's a strike zone, you know? It's the number one thing you have to be good at as an umpire in order to work your way up the ranks. And the impact... That a disparity like this has on the game is immeasurable because I could go through every one of those pitches, meaning the ones that he blew that hurt the Pirates' batters, and count the number of men on base, and then try to picture what the count would have been that would have moved towards something more favorable for the hitter. And the final score was just two to nothing. Colorado's favor, and that's that's negligible. That's like zero zero or nine nine up at this altitude, and he got away with it because that's how this goes. Umpires are human; umpires will make mistakes because they're human, and it's just part of the game. I'm gonna say again that I don't believe that Drake was sticking it to the Pirates, but I do believe very strongly that especially in baseball umpires have kind of a respect factor that some hitters or some pitchers have to earn and the pirates don't have that now on one hand you can say sure that's understandable they're the pirates whatever they're in last place Blah, 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 perpetual joke, everything else. 2015 feels like it was 100 years ago. On the other hand, it's just the rules, you know? I asked Derek Shelton after the game what he thought about this concept that some teams and some players have to earn strikes, Chelsea, are you a believer in general that you have to earn your strike zone with umpires like over time, whether it's having a great year the way Reynolds and Frazier are? Uh, I think you earn it over a course of time, but I think it's got to stay consistent. I think that's something that's important. I mean, it, it can't, you know, it can't fluctuate like that. I, th- I think, uh, you know, you call balls, strikes, balls, 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 strikes, strikes, so. Yeah, you can kind of tell he wanted nothing to do with that, right? And he would later clarify, by the way, that he was not referring at all to the way balls and strikes were being called in this game. Okay, whatever. So I asked Kevin Newman the same question. Um, I don't feel a strike zone has to be earned. Um, I, my personal belief is that, you know, if you've played the game long enough and hard enough and well enough to get to the major league level, I think the strike zone should be the strike zone. What these guys are describing, plain and simple, is a desire for consistency. Well, that's robot umps. That's having a machine call balls and strikes. And everyone's terrified to say it because now you're the one who breaks the ground and sets the whole thing on fire. Uh, That would not be a very baseball-like thing to do. But this isn't the answer. This isn't the answer. Rob Drake and his work here yesterday isn't the answer. When we come back, just one question. It's time for Just One Question, and that's brought to you always on this program by North Shore Tavern, directly across Federal Street from PNC Park, home to Stake on a Stone, home to a treasure trove of memorabilia related to the Pittsburgh Baseball Club going all the way back to the 1880s. Really good stuff. Wall to wall, up and down, Mike Sukich, the owner of North Shore Tavern and Mike's Beer Bar right next door takes a lot of pride in this stuff. It's worth it going just for that, but it's also a great place to catch a ball game when the club is on the road the way it is right now. Visit North Shore Tavern on Federal Street across from PNC Park. Today's question comes from Timothy Hemis, who asks, What are the biggest holes in the Pirates minor league system? Are they catcher and outfield Mmm, you know what? I could make a case for either one, Tim. And I would probably, after I made either case, I'd back off and I would say it's starting pitcher because, and here comes the cliche, you can never have enough of it. And it's just the truth. It's just the truth. The Pirates have a whole to use your term, at starting pitching in Indianapolis. They have a lesser hole in Altoona, and they have stocked their better starters, as has been pretty intensely documented with high-class A Greensboro. Now, in a perfect world, you're able to do that at all levels of the system because if if you can pull that off, and you can find a way to make sure that you're still protecting the prospects that you need to protect on an annual basis through the Rule 5 draft, my goodness, what you can get in trades. All the holes in the world can be filled by sending away starting pitching prospects. They are gold. They are baseball gold as we have seen in the reverse because the pirates also try to acquire such prospects and have a very hard time doing so once you're the gm who's holding on to a whole bunch of really good or even promising just you know like marginally good but promising starting pitching prospects You can solve any problem. Now, going back to your question in the most literal sense, yes, the Pirates lack in catcher. Andy Rodriguez is the only significant catcher in the system. He's all the way in low class A Bradenton. He's doing really well. He, by the way, was part of the Joe Musgrove trade, even though he came from the Mets. I don't think a lot of people recognize that that actually was a three-team trade. He's done well. That's been good. Outfield... Travis Swaggerty obviously gets shut down for the year. That's a that's a big minus. Jared, all of us missed half the year. I don't even know how good he's going to be, but he's in AAA and should be should be major league ready. Uh, there, there's not a lot. Even when you move O'Neill Cruz to the outfield, and I believe that'll happen, there's going to be questions about you know whether or not he can play the outfield. Uh, but I would put catcher, you know. In terms of biggest holes, catcher would be above outfield, but I'm still just getting pitchers. I just want pitchers. I just want pitchers. Give me pitchers. Draft nothing but pitchers every single round, and yes, that includes with the first overall pick. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll have another one from out here in Denver tomorrow.